what's up? Like totally time for 90210. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show brought to you by your favorite show, the only one that exists. Uh, <laughs> massive late fee. Your head, apparently. No, it's really only, who else is who else is making shows, putting them on tapes and sending them out to people well. and being number 1 in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> we are the most listened to tape in Vietnam. We are. Not uh, tape, but uh movie review tape. Yeah, that's true. We yeah. we uh we got <laughs> No, we got a notification from a Vietnamese website, a new Vietnamese website that tracks the way people listen to audio recordings over the internet. You know how on our website I was able to somehow figure out a file to turn them into so that people could listen to our audio recordings on the internet. Well, in the country of Vietnam, as far as categorized film review audio recordings on the internet, we are the number one listened to one. Which is pretty cool. Kind of weird, but pretty cool. Yeah. It is December 14th, 1995, in case you weren't aware. And you got it right. I know I did. I'm very impressed. Well, there's a there's a special thing happening tomorrow that makes me get it right. It's ah. cemented in my brain what the date was. Okay. So now I know what the date is. Cool. Yep. So tune in <laughs> for that tomorrow. Are you Carol on the edge of to, your seat? Carol doesn't seem to remember what it is, but I do. Oh, you looked confused. I guess that's just your resting face. Hey. <laughs> I guess assholes your resting face. That's my resting attitude. <laughs> Cherub is my resting face. Uh-huh. Actually, yes, he looks like a, a toddler with a goatee. <laughs> wow. I didn't know we were pulling out the big guns. Oh my god, I feel I feel like Steve Sanders here. Right? Just attacked. <laughs> so, speaking of 90210, Carol. Yes. What happened? Uh, okay. One of the better episodes, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, there was definitely there was definitely a lot going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. To begin with, I yes. think we're going to start with Dylan. Okay, let's start with Dylan. Yeah, let's just we'll, we'll just pick storylines and follow them to their to their end. Okay, so Dylan's driving his, you know, classic what what kind of car is it? I believe it's a Porsche. Okay. Like a classic 1950s or 60s and it breaks down in front of a ranch somewhere yeah. who knows it's in uh the the it's by the alamo sea in, in california <laughs> i'm just making up right, names right. of course but it's it's in the the ranchier kind of wilderness area of california and he's now stranded and it's like the beginning of some romance novel where this it's ch- very much like that. It is this chick rides up on a horse to rescue him and has an him- older woman <laughs> and a younger man. She's like, Oh, did you steal that car? Yeah, bad boy. <laughs> yeah, I think she really wanted him to have stolen the car. I think that uh, that was definitely something that she, she was enjoying. She had a whole narrative just <laughs> in her head of exactly who he was and, and what he wanted. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was uh, very creepy. 
But um, <clears throat> she took him back to her she house. She looked like a succubus or something, right? didn't she? Did, I could see her playing uh, an alien that uh, like sucks your soul out or something. Wow, that that's gross. Like succubuses are supposed to be, or succubi are supposed to be sexy, not scary. Well, she wasn't sexy. Well, she has like really pretty long hair. And, um, you know, that's what all most guys need. She's got the long hair. Yeah, that's right. That's and, right. and boobs. You've, you've cracked the code. That's what all guys need. <laughs> long hair and boobs. That's all we see. <laughs> Unless you're a leg man. Which she definitely had legs. I don't know if she had boobs because she wasn't really <laughs> Yep, she was bipedal. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> well, Dylan obviously thought she, she was hot. Definitely had legs. Anyways, she she takes him back to her house and gets him in touch with a mechanic to try to get the parts to fix his car. A mechanic that never shows up. No, he ends up fixing the car. I think that was just to get the parts. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Because then he, he was having a hard time getting the parts because they only kept American parts in their shop. Like, they were looking down on him they or whatever. explain it very well. Yeah, but he was basically stuck and she just let him stay at her house. They like said, Dylan, we know the parts you care about. Right. That two-legged lady. <laughs> A rarity out here. I don't, Most women are in thresher accidents and only have one leg. I don't understand what her story was either. Like I don't. She like you said. She galloped in out of a Harlequin romance novel <laughs> and into this episode of nine hundred two one zero. She doesn't fit in any way. No, and then that's it. But I mean, she mentions that she had to get like married to some rich guy. That she was already rich. She got kicked out of boarding school. Right. Her parents were rich. She got kicked out of boarding school. And they made her marry someone who had a bigger trust fund than she did. Seven episodes from now, he's going to be walking through the hallway of West Beverly High and see her picture. And then it's going to flash back like uh, like one of those Harlequin romances where it's like like it's all it gets all uh, sepia toned and, and right. the harp's going to play and it's going to be all wavy. And he's going to be like, oh, I remember rolling around in the grass with her. She graduated in 1978. But she mentioned the husband a couple times. Was she still married? Did he die? Was she divorced? Was it that guy that walked by and was like, that horse is priceless? <laughs> Who was that No, guy? I'm sure that was just no. a ranch hand. Yeah. But yeah. And, and she like... She, she also had two legs. He did. <laughs> and she, uh, she had Dylan ride her favorite horse. <laughs> <laughs> Unintentionally. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of... A double entendre here with like there was a horse will get bored if it rides the same <laughs> if it's ridden by the same person yeah yeah, yeah exactly and so she gave him a meaningful get, look so that's so, what I'm saying was she still married maybe you should get some strange no I don't think so I think because he mentioned several times how she's all alone out there yeah so I think what happened was she said she got thrown out of boarding school for sleeping with the, the headmaster, headmaster. <laughs> what happened to that headmaster right. Like, why is that her fault? She was a child. True. I was statutorily raped, so they threw me out of school. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Why are you throwing your uh, pussy around with your two legs? <laughs> this is your fault. Get out. <laughs> you what, and your long of, hair. What kind of boarding school is this? <laughs> so she gets kicked out of boarding school for that, and then their, her parents decided, according to her, that the only way to settle her down was to have her marry somebody with a bigger trust fund than her. I don't understand that logic. Yeah. What are the parents thinking there? 
No sense. Like, do they think more money is going to make her more tame? Money is power. Right. And you're giving the slutty teenager more power. Unlimited power. Right. <laughs> Which she apparently decided to use to buy horses in a ranch. And one of her horses, Shadow Boxer, what is it called? Shadow Lancer? Some Shadow something, yeah. Shadow, Shadow Stevens. Uh, but, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the lower middle square of Hollywood Squares. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shadow Stevens. Uh, anyway, so she has this horse that's won a, a champion, won a race. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she lives here all alone. She's got all this money, but she's all alone. And she invites the neighbors over, who seem like real douchebags. She also tells Dylan, she says, you can stay here as long as you want. No strings. Yeah. And, you know, no no strings attached. You can stay here. We can fuck. And, you know, whatever. No strings for either of us, she said. She so. And she thinks that... He's like 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 we said. She thinks he's some delinquent. Yeah, that stole this car and is just stranded. He's got no money and no place to go. She wants him to take advantage of her for her money. Mm-hmm. She absolutely. she's absolutely like just open invitation. Well, that's she, that's probably all she knows. Like yeah. this is how I can have power over people. How many other young boys has she lured to her <laughs> right? ranch? There's underneath the barn. There's just a, a, a crypt <laughs> of several bodies. Come into my web, said mm. the spider to the fly. Exactly. Yeah, she she was... But she doesn't have eight legs. She only has two legs. She's not quite like a spider. <laughs> two legs and some very long hair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. She uh, has these neighbors over, and there's some some weirdness going on where like her neighbor wants to buy this horse she supposedly loves, mm-hmm. and she keeps saying it's not for sale. Yeah. So he gets into like a bidding war, and and Dylan's like, "Some stuff's not for sale." She he, said it's not for sale. He starts at six hundred thousand dollars, by the way, and she gets him up to. I thought it was three million. You're saying one point three million. She says, one. He says, "Okay, you know, last chance time, one million dollars," and that's when Dylan says, "It's not for sale." And he goes, "Everything is for sale." It's, and it's she, like a decent proposal all yeah. over again. And she goes, she goes one point five million. And he says 1.2, and then she goes 1.4, and he says 1.3, and she says deal. So it's $1.3 million, $1,300,000. So, yeah, she gives away her prize horse for well, that. She but she sells doesn't, it. Sells it, but she doesn't need more money. Yeah, and Dylan gets all disgusted, yeah. leaves, because he's, he's he lost to the, the snooty neighbor guy who says, <laughs> see, everything's for sale, son. Yeah. But, yeah, he's like, I can't believe you sold Shadow... Whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he showed, sold Shadow Stevens to uh, the Hollywood Squares. And then he tells her the truth about himself that, you know, he ha- he's like, when I turn 21, I'm going to have a trust fund just like yours, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, why should I believe you or yeah, something like that? Like, why, why are you lying? Yeah. So it's like, I, that's really that's very presumptuous. But she really did just create this story in her brain. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I used to think that all the things that tied you down were bad. But now I realize that if you don't have any strings, you're you're untethered, basically. I'm just, just floating out there. You might as well. He goes, you might as well be dead inside. Yeah, which was really, like, fucking cruel, right? He but, looks her right in her eyes and says, you might as well be dead inside. And then he's all, like, nice and, like, bye, and, like, gives her a kiss. And, it, and she seems fine with this. It's Yeah, it's and what's funny is it's it's there is no transition period. It's, no. it's so abrupt. 
This is exactly how it goes. He's like, you might as well be dead inside. Anyway, take care. Yeah. <laughs> he puts his hand on her face and then drives off. It was the most ridiculous thing. I mean, I've never felt like it was a soap opera more than I did in this moment. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever it's seen. It's just such an abrupt tone shift. Yeah, it was not good. No bueno. So that was Dylan. Dylan will be back next episode, obviously. Right. I mean, maybe not. He, they might have one more. He might have one more day one more episode of he's like on his way back to LA, but he gets mixed up with a we'll see. biker gang or something. Like that. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? And, um, the girls, Brenda and Kelly girls, girls <laughs> are still fighting over him. Mm-hmm. Four and, legs between the two of them. Right. So they're just constantly glaring at each other in the halls. And Donna keeps trying to get them to talk to each other. What do you think about this? Like they, they, end up by the end of the episode apologizing to each other and making up Mm -hmm. whose side are you on who should have apologized do you think they should forgive each other well here's the thing as it's presented in the episode and i don't know if the episode wants to forget about this or if we're just not talking about it anymore if it's one of those family secrets buried away right i don't know exactly what's going on with this but as presented in the episode uh, Brenda broke up with Dylan. Mm-hmm. Kelly and Dylan started dating. She said, well, let's see other people. She started dating. Right. They, start, they started dating, and she was dating Rick, right? Mm-hmm. And then they got angry at each other. In that scenario, then I'm on Donna's side, <laughs> where she says, look, I understand you both screwed up. I understand why you're both angry. But you need to get over it mm-hmm. eventually and forgive each other. And a guy shouldn't come between like an honest friendship between the two of you. Yeah. As presented, I agree with that. <laughs> but in reality, <clears throat> Kelly started dating or not dating, but like at least made out with Dylan. Yeah. Before any of this happened. And Brenda also cheated on on Dylan, too. So I guess I don't know. I don't know if that washes too i mean like i can like that's a betrayal kelly yeah. betrayed brenda betrayed dylan but kelly betrayed brenda yes and their friendship so i'm more on brenda's side with what we all know mm-hmm. but that was never brought up well because i don't know that they know that i think that kelly and dylan are the only ones that really know that yeah agreed but like the the episode didn't even allude to it in any way so it's just like, I don't know if they just want to wash their hands of that or what. Well, how are they, how is the episode going to allude to it when Dylan's not there to talk to Kelly about she it? She could be having a conversation with David, who also knows. Oh, yeah. I forgot David knows. Okay. And be like, I just feel guilty, though. Well, maybe you should be the one to apologize. You but know, she like, doesn't feel guilty. She was like pissed off at Brenda. Yeah. Which I don't think is right. Like, I mean, yes, Brenda basically called her a whore. But she I said mean, some really mean things. She did. Even in this episode, she says something like, uh, "We all have our cross to bear," and that's what Kelly says. And Brenda says, "Or our legs to uncross." Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> Brenda gets some good zingers in. Yeah, she she is uh, she is mean. She's taken on like a darker look this this Absolutely. episode too. Like she's going through a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it though. I think she looks good. Yeah, I think the the black clothes go with the razor blade scars on her arm. <laughs> so they're really going in a dark direction. <laughs> right? No, they don't. They don't show any. They're they're there, but they don't show them. 
They're not there. Oh on my, her one stop. of her two legs. Stop uh, now. Upper thigh. That's where people do it, right? To hide it. Okay, do you really want to get into <laughs> <laughs> the ins and out of uh, self-mutilation probably, in the middle of our yeah. 90210 episode? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> okay. On, on this fun episode, let's talk about uh, deep psychological problems. <laughs> so, okay, everybody goes to hear David play at some club. Mm-hmm. Steve gets him in as the opening act, and it sounds like he paid for this to happen. Oh, he did pay for it's it. It's insane to me. Like, why? why is David having or not david but his manager having to pay his way into music instead of getting paid that's not how this works because he's not first of all none of these people are getting paid okay but usually it's free i think to get it's called a showcase yeah usually it's free to to get it you get selected so usually what you do is you audition and then they're like okay we'll take you and they take like i don't know 10 or 12 bands and a bunch of industry people come and show up and they listen to it and they, you know, see if they if there's anybody they like, and if there is, they sign them to deals. What Steve obviously didn't do was audition him. Yeah, like he didn't. He was lazy. I don't know if he was lazy about it or preoccupied with everything that's going on with him in this episode, which obviously we'll get to, or what. But he he didn't do any of the stuff he was supposed to do to get him in the showcase. So the, what he did instead was. He called the manager and said, how much do I have to bribe you to bypass all that and get him in the show now? Right. And okay. that's what happened. So he gets him in as the opening act. Brenda will not go because Kelly is going to be there. Mm-hmm. So it's just Donna and Brandon and Brandon's girlfriend. Mm, yes. And yes, Steve, right. obviously. Yep. So um, David sucks. Like, we knew... <laughs> We knew that David sucked, but we didn't know how hard. And, um, you know, his microphone. Now, I don't know how much of this is his fault, but there's like a lot of like uh, feedback. feedback and, you know, just it's terrible. And stuff and, that you never hear on this show because we are professional with our microphones. Right. Well, I mean, at, at one point, somebody else said something about him not knowing how to work a microphone. So do you think it was his fault? No, I think it's I think that was a, a veiled gay joke. Uh, no, I'm just joking. I, but I think no, I don't think it's his fault. He says we didn't, we weren't able to do sound check, which is insane to me. Yeah, show up early before the showcase is supposed to start, and then you do sound check. Right, like everyone gets to do sound check before they go on. Why would a venue? Why would a venue want to look? Because that makes the venue look unprofessional to have all this feedback stuff going on. Yeah, but anyway. I don't think it was his fault. I think he didn't have the equipment that he usually uses because they weren't able to set that up for some reason. And he wasn't able to do sound check. But even besides that, someone, well, uh, David Arquette is in this yes. is in this episode, who is the brother of Rosanna Arquette from Pulp Fiction and Patricia Arquette from something I can't think of, but I know she's been in, uh, she's been in a couple of things, but... And he played in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. Dylan's friend, right? Or whatever. Yeah, he Dylan. was with Luke Perry in, yeah. in that movie. So they, they already knew each other. Maybe that's how he got on. Maybe. But, well, I mean, he's also, you know, part of a, a fairly prominent Hollywood family, too. Their but, dad, Louis Arquette, was in The Waltons, which is a oh, wow. show that my family and I watched when I was younger. Talk about a uh, throwback. Right. So, yeah, he looks very similar to when he played a vampire in this episode. Okay. But anyway, so at one point he calls him 
a second-rate vanilla ice, mm-hmm. which I think is being kind. To wow. Me. I mean, it's not great. Like, he's he's doing raps. He's rapping as a white guy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to sound racist when I say this, but I'm probably going to sound racist. White guys rapping? Like, I understand. you. I like listening to rap music. Mm-hmm. I like N.W.A., but I'm not going to try to do that. Right. They. I don't want to say that black people have more musical talent than white people, but think of all the good music that exists and understand that most of it came from black people doing it first. Wow. Like rock, rock and roll and stuff like that. Like they called uh, Muddy Waters' record a slave record. They called that slave music. Wow, that's, that's awful. That's in the 50s. That's or in the 40s and the 50s. That's how they typified it. And then Elvis Presley covered those songs and invented "quote unquote" rock and roll. That's that's garbage. <laughs> I mean, that's terrible. It, like, it, I had no idea. Yeah, it it is terrible. But like, and and you know, that's obviously we're not going to address that on our very fun show. But that is how rock and roll evolved. Rock and roll came from black people innovating that music. Rap came from black people innovating new types of music. And I don't know. Like, we're we're different. Black, like, like, yeah. Like, there are slight physiological differences uh depending on and it's not like a black or white thing necessarily but depending on where you're born no matter what your color although usually black uh i think it's west africans are better at distance running and east africans are better at uh sprinting or it's the other way around Mm. but they've they've discovered because of the musculature yeah they discover the musculature is different and it's just a it's just a variance of the the region in which they're born and the genetic predispositions handed down over you know hundreds of thousands of years right uh so i don't know if there's any kind of predisposition that that makes people that makes uh you know black people better at making music or not but it seems like they make the best music yeah well and and rap though i mean rap's more than making music raps about rhyming and Uh rhythm i mean it involves a lot of different skills and unfortunately david does not have all of those skills. And I'm not saying that no white guys could rap. I'm sure there are some white guys that could rap. But that's what I'm saying. But he shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> what I'm saying is, Vanilla Ice was like, I mean, he's... Well, yeah, he was not good. He's He was up and he was there and gone. Yeah. You know, and I don't think there will ever be a famous white rapper ever. Really? Yes. Wow. That is my, that's, I'm, I'll plant my flag in that ground. I'll bet you another year of laundry that there is never a top, let's say, well, no, I'm going to go bold. Okay. Number one. I mean, I'm going to give myself some lee room. There will never be a number one rap artist on the rap charts who is white. Wow. What, what, we'll see. I mean, now here's a question. How long do you do mind we... if I eat a little snack? What? For a second, while what? you while you talk, I'm just gonna. I've got a bowl of M and M's here, and I was just <laughs> I was just gonna munch on them for a second. So, how long do we have for uh, for these predictions? Like to life, like okay. So, when am I gonna get my laundry? If they ever happen, okay. The day they happen, we'll start the clock. One year, I get it. Okay, don't you think when we're married, that's just gonna be your job anyway? <laughs> Well, let's just make it your job. <laughs> and then if you ever win that bet, then it'll be my job. Right. See, it was my secret plan to make laundry your job. 
<laughs> Anyways. Right. Um, David sucks. <laughs> Back to the original point. Yep. And Brandon's girlfriend's ex-boyfriend is the guitarist. I believe her name. I believe her actual name is Dana Bar- Baron or something like that. Dana Baron or Dana Barrow or something like yeah. that. But she's Audrey from National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah. So that's David Arquette was her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Real nice guy. After the show... If I were Brandon, I would have already... I I don't even think I would have stood there as long as he did. Mm -hmm. After the show, they go up. She walks away from Brandon, goes and talks to this dude. Mm -hmm. He keeps asking her to go to a party, and she keeps coming up with all kinds of excuses other than I'm here with my boyfriend, until she finally runs out of excuses other than I'm here with my boyfriend. It's a school night. (laughs) Yeah. I'm on my period. Oh, God. She doesn't (laughs) say that. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's ridiculous. And then when she finally introduces Brandon to him, it, it's not good. Mm-mm. He's like, hey, did you see that fucking loser that was up first? And he's like, yeah, that's a really good friend of ours. He's like, oh, no offense, man. He says, like, don't take it so seriously or something. And then she says that to Brandon, like, as though he didn't know, she's like, hey, he invited us to a party. Mm-hmm. First of all, he did not invite us. He invited no. you. Yeah. I, I doubt he would have uh, handled Brandon showing up very well. And he didn't want to go. Right. Yeah. Obviously, who would? And he said, like, David was was devastated because his performance went bad. And they were going to the Peach Pit, all of them, to console him. Right. And she and Brandon get in a fight because she wants to go with her ex-boyfriend. And he leaves her there. And I think he's completely justified. Oh, I was uh, the whole The whole episode... I was like, yeah, she's done. I'd be done. Like, there's just, she's so in the wrong in absolutely everything that happens. So, but somehow Brenda convinces him when he gets home, because again, she stayed home. He gets home, he fills her in on what happened, and she convinces him that he needs to apologize for leaving his girlfriend there. At one point, when they're, back when they're arguing at the club, she, she says, he says, are you going to go with me tonight or are you going to be with him? And she says, well, he's only here one day. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, exactly why you should leave right now, because it's one night. Like, what do you think? You're getting back with this guy? Yeah. He said he's only there in La La Land for one night. So fuck off. Yeah, because he's from San Francisco, where she's from. Stay with your boyfriend and your friends, you bitch. But she leaves with him. Yeah. And, and yeah, like you said, Brenda convinces him. So crazy. She's like, I, I was, I was, I, I, my hands were in the air and, yeah. I, and I did care. And I was like, <laughs> I don't understand how, how, like, how is this his fault? How no, is he apologizing? It's not. And, you know, and I'm sorry, she's dumb on so many levels because Brandon is just so much better than this guy. Not He's better looking. Mm-hmm. He's a better person. Yep. I mean, this than guy. Than the actual David Arquette we're talking about. <laughs> I'm just joking. So. Seems like a nice guy. So he calls and uh, finds out that she's not home because she told her parents she's staying the night at Donna's. Yep. Yeah. Which was a lie. <sighs> Survey says that was a lie. Right. <laughs> and he calls her out on it. He, he says something to Brenda and Brenda's like, oh. <laughs> right. And then he calls her out on it the next day at school. And she's like, look, I had a, too many shots of tequila and I passed out. And my th- my brain went to, then when did you call and say you were at Thomas? Right, right. You obviously planned to be there that All night. All night, yeah. 
I'm sure. And she, he said, is that before or after you made it with him? Which I'm sure she did. She didn't deny it. She did not. She's like, you're my boyfriend, not him. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean shit. Right. You spent the night with another d- guy. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I don't, like we said, they haven't had sex. So yeah, this is probably the, the one guy she has had sex with. I guess, yeah. So anyway, she, he, he drives up. He he drives up when they're going to school. On the lawn at the school, he drives up. <laughs> I didn't notice that it was on the lawn. Yeah, That's like funny. there was a food truck parked, and then he pulled up on the lawn by the food truck. <laughs> he says, "Gay, hey, guess what, babe? Uh, we got signed to a record contract. The Waste management is the name of this yes. band. <laughs> we got signed to a waste. We got signed to a record contract with me on guitar. Because yeah. by the way, this cool rock dude named Diesel, which his, played, what's it, what yeah, was his name? David. No, like David Arquette. No, no, it was something else. No, that was his real name. Was David? She kept calling him David. Dennis. No, it was David. It, oh, it wasn't. But okay. What do you want to bet on this? <laughs> um, full body massage. Okay. We will go back and rewatch it. I'm that's, telling you. That's right. well, it's not have, David. We have the tape. It's David. Anyway, so she <laughs> she keeps calling him by his real name, but his his stage name is Diesel. Right. And he plays the guitar. Real cool, Diesel. <laughs> anyway, so they got signed to a record contract from their showcase. And he says, I want you to come to the party. I need my muse there mm-hmm. because you inspired me to write my song, Different Eyes. Yeah. Which, I mean, we didn't get to hear their band, but what was it? Different Eyes are watching. Right. Uh, so they, uh, she's like, hey, I got a history test. And he's like, did you hear what I said? I drove all the way down here. You're talking about history. Get in the fucking car. And, and he's like manhandling her at this uh, point. So Brandon comes over and he's like, hey, you, you know, what's going on? You need help. And she yells at Brandon to go away and leave her alone. I got this, Brandon. What the fuck, you crazy bitch. Mm-hmm. And then right before she gets in the car, she's like, you've been drinking all day, haven't you? Okay, let me hop in. <laughs> he's like, he, he, she goes, you've been drinking all day. And he's like, just get in the car. Yeah. We're going to drive the you know, 200 miles to San Francisco. I really thought like she was going to die in like some kind of drunk driving accident at that point. But. I thought his car would be silver. Yeah. But it wasn't. <laughs> I wanted that to come back. But still, we're still holding on to that. So then he calls again and finds out she never came. Or no, her aunt calls him mm-hmm. because she never came home from school. And she's worried. She's like, you know, is she there? And he goes, no, I haven't seen her. Because she knows, you know, Dennis is in town. And apparently he likes to beat on women. I love how they say, <laughs> I love how they, like, first of all, like, her family knows he likes to beat on women, but right. it's obviously uh, her. Right. Because they were in a couple, like, whatever. So now, somehow, magically, Brandon knows where they are for this party. <laughs> it was so funny. And apparently. He just shows yeah. up. Yeah. By the way, David Arquette comes in with some chick named Amy. And he's like, uh, he leads her into the bedroom, and Audrey from National Lampoons says, "What? who's this? What's, What's going happening? on? And he says, hey, you know, you can't expect a guy like me to be faithful to one and, and he's like, hey, where, where are all the other guys in the band? And, and she's like, they went out to get food. Well, you should have gone with them. <laughs> they were clearing out. You should have gone. Yeah. No one's oh. supposed to be here. What a dick. I'm supposed to be able to fuck this two-legged woman in private. <laughs> 
<laughs> and she had long hair and boobs. <laughs> she did. She, she was had the all package. the boxes. <laughs> so <laughs> then he slaps her. Brandon shows up. And then it's it's like an 80s after school special. Right. <laughs> where he's like, hey, David, or whatever his name is. Maybe it is Dennis. Maybe you're right. You might be getting a full body massage. He says, do, uh, do you ever hit guys? Or, or just uh, little girls or something like that. And he's like, well, why don't you try me or something like that. Right. And he goes, ah, come at me. So he pushes him. I don't know why that's why that's Diesel's first move is just to shove him. Right. That was stupid. You're giving a, you're giving a free shot. Well, how about a two-hand shove? Right. Right. And then he goes to swing at him and Brandon like dodges it and then punches him a couple times. There's a really horrible Hollywood meat slapper moment. Yeah, it was really, <laughs> really bad. And then he's like kind of down in the corner and then Brandon leaves. And he says to, I guess, what's going on with, with Audrey? What do you mean? Where is she going? Like, because he says something like, hey, when you come back, I'll be here. She goes to psychotherapy or something like that. I don't know what it is. Uh, she's going somewhere. Oh, Thanksgiving. That's what it is. She's okay. going, she's yeah, going home. You totally lost me. She's going home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's next week. And he says, when you come back, I'll, I'll be here. And she goes, really? And he's like, yeah. So what do you think that means they're staying together? It's not going to last. No, it's not. But I mean, I I thought they were broke up. Like, I was hoping that this was the end because she is a stupid, crazy hoe. Here's the thing. You don't you don't want to be part of someone's problems. Yeah. You know, when when if you're not with if you're with somebody through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. But if you come into a situation and someone's just got a messed up situation, you don't have to make that messed up stuff part of your life. You know, everyone's got a threshold of what they can deal with. Right. And it's like, yeah, it sucks that she's been abused and she's going through all this stuff. This guy's got some weird kind of hold up over she, her. She literally says that when I'm with him, he just, he has this hold on me, you know? Like, how and do he goes, you, no, I don't. How do you hear that <laughs> from your girlfriend and not... Yeah, tell her to hit the bricks. That's what I'm saying. And so, like I said, you know, it sucks that she's going through all this stuff, but you don't also have to go through it. Right. So anyway. But he's too good of a guy. One last storyline, Carol. Steve Sanders. Steve, S-A-N-D-E-R-S. Oh, Steve. So. He gets called out in this episode and it's the the most glorious moment in 90210 history. (laughs) Yes, it is. The janitor pulls him aside to warn him that he's about to give him up. He's like, look, I don't give a shit about your uh, your little stunt that you pulled here. Uh, the police have been grilling me for hours. Yeah. I don't know how they're allowed without representation or charges or anything to just interrogate him for hours, but whatever. And he's like, I got a lot more to worry about. So this dude's been... This dude's dirty as hell. Yeah. It's like a mob boss working right. as a janitor <laughs> in this school. And he says, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to give him something. And that something's gonna be you. Yeah. There's not enough money in the world for you to uh to buy your way out of this one. So yeah, so Steve asks his little freshman buddy Hubert or Herbert or something. Yeah. To take the fall. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, you're a freshman. They'll think you'll be you'll be able to be rehabilitated. Yeah, I'm a senior. They'll kick me out. Which I don't think is true. I don't think that they would give Herbert. By the way, one of the only African American kids in the school. Right. 
more slack than they're going to give Steve Sanders, the son of a famous and rich Hollywood star. Right. Fucktard. Yeah. <laughs> so the kid, though, has the smarts to tell him where to shove it. Oh, my God. It's the best. He just he's like, I when I signed up for a freshman buddy, I had no idea that I would get such a slimy, self-centered piece of shit. Like mm-hmm. any, He just unloads on him. It's great. Well, he deserves it. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, he talks about how he uses people and, you know, so he really tears him down. And, and he actually, though, gets through, Yeah, well, which he, is amazing. We can tell because the music changes a little bit and, <laughs> and Ian Ziering stares off into, the, into space like he's really thinking about <laughs> it. And then we fade to black. No. We can tell because he goes and apologizes to everybody for yeah. all the bullshit he's done. Do you think he thinks he's going to jail? Is that why? Like, he's acting like he's going away. Maybe. Like Andrea he, says, in one of the only sweet moments he has in this episode, Andrea says, so that's why you were being nice to me, just to throw me off the trail and everything? And he's like, look, I did some terrible things, Andrea, and I'm not proud of it, but I've never needed an excuse to be nice to you. Yeah, that was kind of sweet. Um, He apologizes to Kelly for telling people that she... She was good in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of a double standard, because if, if a girl said that about a guy... He'd be like, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, yeah, he says, he's like, oh, I thought it would make me a stud, yeah. or whatever. And so, there's something that happened long before we even popped in on this this world. And he apologized to Brandon? About lying about the legacy key and everything. Yeah. And he apologizes to Donna about making jokes about her nose. He does not. No. So then he goes and... Apologizes tar- to David, though. And he gives him a list of the best, the best managers in town. Yeah, and he sent his demo tape to all of them. He said, "You deserve the best, and it's not me." And so, when you're you gonna have real talent, he says. <laughs> and he's like, "And when you get calls, you know, from Marty or whoever, know it's legitimate because mm-hmm. I did this." Um, and then he turns himself into the principal mm-hmm. and says, "Mrs. Teasley, I did this." And she's like, "Well, why don't you give up your?" She goes. Basically, she says, well, you're an idiot, so I know that you couldn't have worked a computer, you Neanderthal. So who helped you? And he goes, it was a solo operation. And she's like, well, then you're no longer a student here. Yeah, she expelled him. Which I don't think you can do. I I really don't think a principal can just be like, and you're gone with no investigation. Well, I mean, he did confess, but with no... with Like, no hearing or anything. So I think next episode is going to be... Uh, like a Revenge of the Nerds 2 style <laughs> hearing. You know, that one with the uh, the guys leading it from uh, the bad guy from Billy Madison. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you're a bunch of nerds and we're going to do a, a trial. I think it's going to be like that where he's going to argue his case and probably people are going to come to his defense. Like everyone's going to be like, but Steve's such a great guy. So they're yeah. all going to lie. Yeah, I think maybe she was just assuming that that's where it's going to go and telling him, hey, you're done here or whatever. Maybe she wasn't uh, trying to officially expel him. Well, I think it's I think what she's saying is, is you're expelled pending an investigation. Yeah. Like, I think that's what's like. He'll be not in school and they'll have to go through this trial. That's my guess, because they're not going to have him go to an alternative high school for his last uh, whatever half semester before they yeah. graduate. That's so stupid. And why, why even? I'm sorry. I know he did a, a bad thing, but you're going to expel him right before he's going to graduate. Put a demerit on his <laughs> diploma or whatever. Right. Nothing you do in high school matters. 
high school principals and teachers and stuff think you have all this power. None of it matters. College matters much more. And then real life matters much more than that. Right. Anyway, so that's the episode for the week. Carol, tell everyone with two legs and and, and, our, and our one-legged <laughs> friends. We, we probably have one-legged... Uh, we have some three-legged friends, too. Um, <laughs> go ahead and uh, visit our website at www.latefee.com. Retrolatefee.com. Uh, Retrolatefee.com. That's all you got to put in. www. Yes. Dot re- retrolatefee.com. It's actually HTTP. <laughs> Anyways, um, write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Uh-huh. And tell, uh, tell your friends. Tell one dude about this. Or one dudette, as long as she has two legs and long hair. <laughs> Pass out the tapes. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.